When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. It's tough not to sit there after what happened in Indianapolis on Thursday and simply ask, what just happened? Yeah, Michigan has been up and down this season. They've had some great victories and some tough losses, but this was as commanding of a lead as Michigan has had all season long. They were up 60-43 to with about 13 minutes to play. Then they didn't hit a field goal for about 11 minutes. Then they let Indiana finish on a 31-9 to run. Then Michigan could not hold on to the basketball. They couldn't execute in the half court. They couldn't get stops that they needed. They could not slow down Trace Jackson Davis and Xavier Johnson. And now Michigan could not go to the NCAA tournament. We don't know, but this felt like a first four type of a game a week early. Michigan, according to most bracketologists, was in the NCAA tournament starting play on Thursday. Indiana was a team that needed at least this win and potentially a Friday victory over Illinois in order to go dancing. So it felt like Michigan was simply getting their work done early getting the victory that would propel them into the round of 64. And then the onslaught hit. I don't know if there's been anything like this in the Juwan Howard era. I don't know the last time there's been a situation like this for Michigan men's basketball. It is really tough to figure out. And it was an interminable final 13 minutes of that game. It was seemingly never ending. And it was never something that Michigan could slow down. The problem for Michigan now is that even though that was a methodically, a brutally lengthy stretch, it was torture. The next three days, probably going to be worse because Michigan, they might dance, 
They might not. They might go to Dayton. They might not. But the Wolverines had a chance. They had an opportunity, but all but salt away their NCAA tournament berth. Now they leave it in the hands of the committee, and that's never easy to take. 74-69, Michigan falls to Indiana. We'll break it down with the national champ, Terry Mills, here on this edition of Defend the Block. We're talking Michigan basketball. Welcome to Defend the Block, where we'll take you inside the basketball programs with interviews, analysis, and so much more. Now, here's your host, Brian Bush. I wish I had an answer. I wish I knew what the heck happened. I wish I knew what would come down from the committee coming up at 6 o'clock on Sunday because, yeah, it's going to be a grueling next few days. I mean, Michigan, they had Indiana dead to rights. A partisan Hoosiers crowd was sitting down the entire time. The first 30 minutes, Michigan very rarely allowed Indiana to think they had a chance in this game. And then on a dime, it completely flipped. And It's interesting because, you know, we've seen those types of, of stretches against Michigan this season, but they didn't come in games where Michigan was really dominating. I mean, maybe the Seton Hall game all the way back in November, but you think back to Arizona or North Carolina or some of these other games where Michigan just didn't quite have it. They never showed the glimpses of the peak of their powers during that same game. It was a good showing at North Carolina. I mean, Michigan certainly had some some stretches against you know some of these late season losses. Illinois at Chrysler Center, the Iowa game last week. I mean, they had some stretches, but it wasn't a complete domination and then a complete falling apart. And that's what Thursday was. And just like that, March can be so brutal. Fourteen straight Big Ten tournament opening wins done. Nine straight wins over Indiana, gone. And now, it's a wait. Uh, Right now, according to ESPN's Joe Lenardi, as I record this around 3 o'clock Eastern time, uh, he says that Michigan would still be in the field. The problem is there are tons of college basketball games still to play. And Michigan, they're going to be rooting for the favorites. They're going to be rooting for the teams that are supposed to win these conference tournaments. you got to root against the likes of Creighton, and Notre Dame, and Wyoming, and Indiana against Illinois, Virginia Tech, uh, Virginia, just rattling off some of the teams that that Joe Lenardi has around Michigan. Uh, Jerry Palm of CBS, he wasn't very bullish on Michigan coming into Thursday. Before Michigan lost to the Hoosiers, he had the Wolverines as the third to last team in. They were in the first four before this game. So who knows? At this point, we're just guessing. It is prognosticating. Uh, but yeah, the hope was that you could be distracted by a, a few games of Michigan basketball. You bolster that resume. You get a sixth, maybe a seventh quad one win, and you go from there. Now, Michigan 17-14. and 14. They haven't won back-to-back games since the 8th and 10th of February. Uh, and there are going to be some teams that have a chance to bolster their tournament resumes. Michigan, they're done. Their resume is is submitted. So uh, those are some of my initial thoughts. Again, it's a shell-shocked approach. It is mind-boggling what happened. Uh, But that's March. That's college basketball. And you just hope for these young men that they get an opportunity uh, to rectify things, to to get another chance. Because, well, if this is the way they go out and they end up not making the NCAA tournament, you just 
you're flabbergasted. You don't know how to react. So uh, let's bring in the national champ, Terry Mills. Here were uh, some of his thoughts right after the game from Gainbridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. I can't remember anything quite like this. This was all Michigan. It was 60-43. to 43. The Wolverines were rolling in this game. And then Indiana got a little bit of momentum, and it just snowballed and snowballed. And, and, and Michigan did not do itself any favors because they were turned them all over. They weren't executing. It was a complete script flip. Yeah, you're talking about the wheels fall off, and, and, and that's where you have to have that, that one guy or that leadership from a floor general kind of step up and say, hey, this is what needs to take place, and this is what needs to happen right now. And it, it just didn't happen that way. It was, uh, like you said, it was self-inflicted. Hey, let, let's tip our caps to, you know, Indiana. I mean, they came out, they played aggressive, but it's not nothing, or, or they didn't do anything that Michigan hasn't seen all year long. It was just something that, uh, you know, you hope they can recover from, but you did yourself no favors whatsoever as far as the committee is concerned. Uh, understanding that you were up 17 points with, like you say, with 11 minutes to go in the ball game, and they're usually looking for teams that's peaking this time of year. That does nothing for you whatsoever to have a lead like that with a team that's supposed to be on the bubble and then you just pretty much hand them the, hand them the victory. Tough loss here. Uh, Michigan had perennially had success against Trace Jackson Davis. In the first half, he had just five points, two of six from the floor. Didn't really feel to be much of a factor. Well, 19 points, eight of 11 in the second half. He took over, and, and on the flip side, Hunter Dickinson, two points, one of three from the floor. Again, another complete 180 in this ballgame. And, and Trace Jackson Davis, there were others involved, but he really led the charge. Yes, he did. I mean, he led the charge, and, you know, give them credit. Their defense, when they did turn their defense up with the aggression that they had, Michigan was always fighting against the clock, and it was like either they either turned it over or they had a shot, a desperation shot, trying to throw it up and get something to go with five or six seconds left on the shot clock. So I thought the Wolverines did a lot of kind of standing around, kind of looking at someone to kind of bail them out of that situation. But And that's when you talk about, like I said it again, that leadership where who's going to you know take the bull by the horns and say, hey, this is what needs to happen, or we need to get it inside the hunter, and uh, we need to get to the free throw line to kind of break this because – you're talking about 10 almost game minutes where they didn't score, and I haven't seen that in some time. Yeah, there hadn't been a field goal make in about 11 minutes. And then Michigan had a chance. They were down by two, a quick little 5-0 run to get right back in it, and the thing that ultimately plagued Michigan more than anything else, a costly turnover. The Wolverines had the basketball in their grasp with about, what, 11, 12 seconds left. And, and I think that's where we've seen this youth at times for this team. Musa Diabate, we've seen so much good from that young man, but he was a little too antsy, a little too aggressive, and, and you, you just you shoot yourself in the foot. You, you don't give yourself a chance. Michigan could have won it, and then they end up losing by five. Yeah, like you said, the same thing that has plagued them the whole second half and turning the basketball over. And you can't say, hey, it's overconfident or anything like that, you know. At halftime, you talk about from a coaching standpoint how important the first five minutes is. Hey, Michigan took care of that. They checked that box. But what happened was, hey, you didn't have that, that leadership that I talk about. That who's going to take over? Who's going to get the ball in their hand and put it up underneath their arm and say, hey, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get this ball inside the hunter or we're going to run this type of offense. And 
all of a sudden you come back out and you go on a 5-0 run, what changed? I didn't see anything different. You ran a high screen roll. Eli gets a nice short jump shot in the lane. So you get a steal or a deflection, and all of a sudden you're right back in it, as you said. But just, just a tough loss. So, Terry, the resume is set for Michigan, 17 and 14 overall. They go 11 and 10 against Big Ten competition. And listen, the Wolverines have some great wins. They will be 5 and 10 in quad one games, 3 and 3 in quad two. The problem is you get a lot of opportunities at them. You're able to get some. Uh, this is going to be a, a very nerve-wracking next three days to be sure. Yes, it is. And, and it's not that you lost to Indiana. It's how you lost to Indiana. And... Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be gut wrenching, as you said. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling nervous for them. I have no idea. I'm just kind of really in disbelief. Uh, I'm almost at the point where I don't want to watch basketball up until maybe selection, because that's my feelings at this point in time, and just really trying to process of, of what just happened here and what we just witnessed right in front of us here. Well, if you are looking for some teams to root against, uh, well, you can look no further than this tournament. It would be helpful for Michigan if Illinois beat down Indiana tomorrow. It would be helpful if Rutgers did not make much of a run. They play the winner of the next game here in Indianapolis. Uh, they play that one. It would be either Iowa or Northwestern. Uh, but there are plenty of bubble teams that are still out there that still have opportunities. And, and the problem and, and what makes this tenuous and why I, I always – you mentioned the bracketology because it's such a part of the college basketball conversation. But remember, this time last season, no one thought Georgetown was going to win the Big East. No one thought Oregon State was going to win the Pac-12. There are thieves that are out there that will potentially cut into the at-large pool, which only hurts Michigan. And that's the problem with a one-and-done situation. You could have a ton of opportunities to show off what you're deserving and Michigan missed out on those. Yeah, well, I've always been a believer that you handle your business and yep. you don't worry yep. about what case scenarios it is. And I can't even process of what what case scenarios need to be happening and what needs to go on and what needs to take place. Uh, I just like watching basketball. I don't know if this person lose, that person lose. It helps us. That It's just too much math and equations that you have to go about to, to figure that out, and you 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 can control that uh, here today with a win. I think you win today, you Could probably secure yeah, yeah you probably secure yourself and get in. And uh, I'm quite sure that the Michigan staff didn't say, "Hey, either we win this game and we're we're in, or if we don't, we're out." I'm sure they didn't put that type of pressure on these kids. It was just you know Michigan as a team, they just you know imploded <laughs> down the stretch. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're a player for the next three days, I mean, this has got to be grueling. I can't even imagine what's going through the minds of those young men because obviously, this season had so many expectations. Uh, this team started top ten in the AP poll, and, and now they're going to be sweating out selection Sunday. I mean, you, I mean, do you just do you get away? Do, what what do you do as a player in this spot? Yeah, well, I think for one, you got to get away, and, and probably a lot of them is probably going to have that same mindset that I'm going to have. Like, I really don't want to yeah. watch basketball. I want to get away from this and, and kind of, you know, press that reset button, if you will, because you're looking for every case scenario in the world of, you know, how can you get in? But if they do call your name on Selection Sunday, it's kind of like refreshing. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, it's like opening up a Christmas gift all of a sudden and you didn't think you were going to get anything. So yeah. it's, it's one of those type of feelings right now. No doubt. Well, Terry. 
Wish we had more work to do, but uh, I, I hope to see you. It'd be great to have a broadcast next Thursday or Friday. I fear maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, regardless, always great doing it with you, and, and I, I wish we had a better broadcast to, to bring fans here today. Well, I appreciate it, Brian. It's always uh, a joy to call these games with you, and I know under these circumstances they're not the best, but uh, hey, go Blue. Indeed, go Blue. Couldn't ask for a better teammate on the air than Terry Mills. Tough to figure it out, tough to digest, tough to handle. Michigan falls 74-69 to Indiana. I uh, would love for, for someone to figure it out. Rob tries to, uh, to break it down here and, and tell us how it happened, but here's Rob Joyce's highlight recap of a perplexing, frustrating, potentially devastating loss. Michigan opening up Big Ten tournament play this afternoon against Indiana, whom the Wolverines beat by 18 at Bloomington back on January 23rd. And after a slow start, took nearly three minutes for the first Michigan field goal. Michigan off and running offensively. Has it to the point. Stutter steps, floats for the Big Ten logo. Missed it off to the right. Diabate secures a chest-high two-handed carom. He'll bring it up the forecourt, accelerating, still working in. He'll go in and jam it with a right hand after a little hesitation as he thunders it down on race. Thompson, Michigan up one. That Diabate jam part of an early 6-0 surge and extended further 11-3 Michigan run. Put them up 15-10, eight minutes into the first half. Then the next few minutes owned by the Michigan defense. Indiana a long drought, five minutes without scoring. It allowed the lead to balloon for the Wolverines. Another 9-0 surge that put Michigan up double figures for the first time, 21-10. Hoosiers would eventually stop the bleeding, but just when it looked like they might pick up a little steam in that first half, Devontae Jones ended it. Hoosiers playing for their NCAA tournament lives. Collins, crossover dribble, spins in the paint. And Trey Galloway, who averages six a game, has a bucket, then stole the inbound, gives it to Finnessy. He'll drive, he'll bank, he'll miss. Rebound Dickinson, outlet ahead to Jones. One-on-one, Devontae will go up strong. Baker, yes, and a foul. Oh, what a counterpunch from Michigan to go back up 11. Devontae Jones, oh, so crafty. 18 led the team for Devontae Jones today on 5 of 10, shooting to put Michigan back up 25-14. First half lead reached a dozen with about five minutes to halftime when the Hoosiers started to find some rhythm offensively. The problem for IU is that while they were making shots, well, so was Michigan. 31-23 Michigan, four minutes before halftime. Jones floats it up toward Diabate, somehow able to catch. Pitch it left corner, Brooks a three, it's good. Oh, what an athletic play by Diabate for a dynamite assist. Wolverines went through a stretch of six makes in eight attempts in the later stages of the half before cooling off. And despite not getting a field goal over the final four minutes, Michigan extended the, extended the lead before halftime, went in up 41-28. to 28. So a 13-point lead to start the second half. Didn't take long for Indiana to start cutting into it. Within two minutes, it was an eight-point game. Then the freshman, Caleb Houston, picked a good time to bust out of a slump. Inbound to Brooks. Underhand leave. Houston left wing a three. Got it to go. And that ends an 0-for-14 drought for Houston over the last two games. Michigan back up 11. Now Jones splits two. Kick it left wing. Brooks, extra feed at the point. Houston dials up a three. Got it to go! Back-to-back for Houston. Maybe he's back. Michigan by 14. Back-to-back Houston triples. A couple of free throws later. Suddenly, Michigan is up 16 with 16 minutes left. Fast forward a few. Indiana has only cut into the deficit marginally. And the little progress it did make was erased again by the Canadian sharpshooter. Today's call of the game brought to you by the experts at University of Michigan Health. Floats missed it. Ball spiked up against the window. And somehow Diabate comes up with it. Indiana wanted a foul as Johnson spilled to the deck. Right wing Jones to the right quarter. Houston another three. Another bang for 
Caleb Houston. He's got nine all in the second half, and Michigan's up 16 again. That's today's call of the game brought to you by University of Michigan Health. There's a difference between an answer and a Michigan answer. To learn more about Michigan's best hospital, visit michigananswers.com. 16-point game, 13.30 to go. At this point, Indiana's NCAA tournament hopes on life support. Then it all flipped. Near the midway point of the half, the run started. Seven unanswered forces a Jawan Howard timeout. Michigan up 60-50. to A couple of times, the Hoosiers cut it to eight. Then suddenly, it's down to two possessions. Immediate timeout, next dead ball. Michigan by eight. Jones lost the handle. Johnson comes up with it. Underhand pitch up to Galloway. He'll zigzag in. Give it Jackson Davis, who laid it up over to Abate and scored it. 62-56 with 7.35 left. Michigan needs that timeout. Came with seven minutes to go. Michigan going nearly six minutes at this point between field goals. Out of the timeout, Jackson Davis and alley-oop. It's 62-58. Danger time. Michigan then follows it up with a block shot and a turnover. That's followed by an Indiana three. Six minutes left. It's a one-point game. And then Indiana completes the comeback, takes the lead with a couple of Trace Jackson Davis free throws. By way of a 20-2 run, Indiana leads at 63-62 with about five minutes to go. Eli Brooks would mercifully end the drought with free throws, but at this point, Michigan going on nine minutes between made shots. Inside of three minutes, the deficit grows. Back to Johnson, two minutes left. He'll work to the free throw line, bounce it into Jackson Davis. One dribble up and under, laid it up and in. 71-64, timeout, Juwan Howard in Michigan. And this is unfathomable. A 28-4 run in which Michigan missed 13 straight shots went over 10 minutes without a field goal while conversely allowing Indiana to make seven straight shots on the other end. Two minutes to play. It's 71-64 Hoosiers. Devontae Jones finally makes a shot to get the to cut it to within five under a minute to go. Eli Brooks a three. So it's 71-69 Indiana basketball under 45 seconds left and then the costliest play of the game. Leave it left wing, Galloway, he'll drive, kick it right corner, cop up fake, fade away, missed it short, rebound loose, Diabate comes up with it for Michigan, and then Diabate threw it toward Brooks, and Brooks couldn't corral, too hot to handle, out of bounds, Indiana ball with 10.9 left, turnover number 12, and maybe the most costly with Indiana up to. 10 second half turnovers. That was the final one. Xavier Johnson makes both free throws on the inbound. And Indiana closes the game on a 31-9 run. Keeps the 10 CAA tournament hopes alive. And sends Michigan home from the Big Ten tournament early. 74-69. So, now we wait. Appreciate you listening all season long. Hopefully we've got a ton more of these to bring you. Some NCAA tournament coverage. But Michigan has left it in the hands of the committee. And we'll see if that committee is kind to the Maize and Blue, a team that, listen, they've got some big-time wins, but they also have a lot of losses. Uh, they lost more quad one win- games than they won. Uh, it's going to be dicey. Fingers crossed Michigan can find a way to play on and play in the field of 68. Uh, thanks to Terry Mills. Thanks to Rob Joyce. Thanks to all of you for listening. Again, Michigan one and done in the Big Ten tournament. They fall to Indiana by five. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to today's edition of Defend the Block, part of our Michigan Athletics Podcast Network. M Go Blue Podcasts. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. 
Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.